This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. Tom Lee Hackey has become part of my morning prayers. I was a full-time nurse, just lifting up a patient. A tractor trailer came up behind this, pushed us right through. Right off the bat, you just felt comfortable. I felt somebody had my back. He says, I'm going to do everything that I can do for you. You guys are amazing. I love you. Call Pond Lahaki Giordano, highly rated Philadelphia workers' compensation attorneys. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. An Odyssey station. The Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the Law Offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is The Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause. All right, ladies and gentlemen around the Delaware Valley, welcome into The Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause. We've got a phenomenal show tonight we have the leadership of district council 33 uh, on the broadcast uh, lots to talk about uh, contract negotiations it's our first opportunity uh, to have uh, president new president Ernest Garrett on the broadcast uh, we've, we've we, we had uh, we're at the pleasure of having Omar Salam vice president and Frank Halber uh, secretary treasurer prior uh, but we did not get the opportunity to have uh, Ernest Garrett on. Ernest, how are you, sir? I'm good, and you? I'm doing fantastic. I want to congratulate you, number one. Thank you. And, um, you. you know, uh, you know, uh, Omar, great to have you back. Appreciate it. Thank you. And, of course, Frank Halber. Joe, good to see you, buddy. It's, it's, it's great to be here. Um, going to ask some of the, the, the questions uh, to Ernest that we didn't have the opportunity last time, that some that we talked about. Uh, number one, um, what inspired you uh, to run for office? Uh, obviously, it was a big decision. It was front page news around the city and throughout labor. Um, talk about that, if you would. About 16 years of, of watching us be a little stagnant um, as a regular rank and file. Then shop steward and, you know, ran for office as a business agent. I just uh, thought our union wasn't doing what a union should do as far as engage membership and um, uh, stand up to ineffective leadership you know what i mean so those are some of the things that i just you know i came down here day one figuring i'm running for council president and and having said that um uh, you know it was an overwhelming victory uh and and uh how, you know certainly uh uh you've been in a, you, the three of you as leadership at dc 33 about eight months now and uh, i'll ask you ernest um tell me uh how it's gone so far, and you know, any surprises? Uh, what have you learned? Uh, it's been um, it's been pleasurable. Um, it's been a little, you know, it's a fight. You know, one thing about the union business, uh, every day is a fight. So, you know, one day is a good day, the next day is training day, the next day you're in the ring again. So, it's been that. It's been up and down. Um, a lot of things that I didn't think were happening, we found out were happening. So. We're trying to bring the union back to where the people can be proud of it. Because the truth of the matter is, we got 10,000 members. And if you were to poll those 10,000 members, 
I don't think you would have 10,000 happy members. And we want people to be happy, to say, you know what, I'm proud to be in District Council 33. Like, we want them to wear it like a badge of honor. So it's taken away the old adage of, of a fancy car and a suit and bringing it back down to regular, you know, I want for you what I want for myself, blue collar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's some of the things we've been doing outside at the work sites and inside this building. You know, our union hall is just breaking it down so we can make sure that every dollar that's being spent is being spent correctly. Every salary that's being paid is in line with the people that we represent salary. So those are some of the things we've been doing. Absolutely. Omar, uh, if you would tell our listeners a, a little bit about the membership, um, uh, certainly a diverse membership, but tell our listeners a little, a little something they might not know uh, and that you've learned uh, since you've had the pleasure of being the vice president here at District Council 33. Uh, I think the, one of the, the, the biggest things I've learned about them, just how resilient they are, um, they've dealt with a lot of things. This pandemic has really hit in effect, you know, the, the workforce of the city of Philadelphia and District Council 33. And they've been there through thick and thin, through whatever trials and tribulations, and they've been there servicing the community, servicing the public, doing their job, working hard, being on the front line. And their resiliency is just something that I can't speak enough about and I'm just so proud of I'm proud to represent those guys and and having said that um, talk about the different uh, locals that you represent because uh, a lot of different types of locals <laughs> I don't want to leave anybody out uh, it's uh, water department sanitation prison guards parks and rec uh, traffic lighting uh, parking authority Frank over there uh, <laughs> hospital workers the morgue uh, we, I mean pretty much any Anything that the city of Philadelphia does outside of police and fire, we pretty much do and represent. So we're all over the place. Absolutely. And Frank Halbert, uh, you know, this pandemic has been difficult. We've uh, we've talked about it on many shows. Um, talk about uh, how our members here at, at District Council 33 have come through it and the difficulties that they've had in the process and also on the front line. Um Joe, we had a, honestly had a rally with our people two weeks ago, and um, we had the largest numbers that I've seen in the last 15 years. And it's basically, uh, um, like you know, I, I rep- represented the 911 operators. Sure. Um, they keep coming. I mean, uh, one of the things I talked about was a city worker does get the job done, no matter what it is, whether it's a 100-degree day or, or three feet of snow or a pandemic. Uh, our people get the job done they keep coming and uh i think they put us in here um because they want to be recognized for what they've done i mean i mean in our opinion uh, um, uh many of our members have been essential long before a pandemic had to tell us they were essential. absolutely and, and Ernest, as a longtime member um do you feel you have um a great it's easy to empathize because you know you are you, you are a member you've been a long time member uh, obviously uh, of the union um, does that give you uh, you know an advantage you're so in touch with the members because you're you've been one of them for so long well you know being one and also listening to what they have to say you know when I ran for this position with these guys you know we went out there and we looked people in the face and when somebody look you in the face and say you know Ernest I just want adequate health care I just want to be able to take my my kids to to the dentist when they need to go to the dentist. 
you know, and, and you, you, you hearing that and you feeling that. And, you know, far too often people get lost in city workers and all they know of us is what they see on the news. Uh, someone sleep in a truck or, or, or something negative. What they don't know is about the, the single father that that's taking care of a paraplegic child off of forty thousand dollars a year. And then he's penalized when he take a sick day. You know, we want equitable treatment. We want the same treatment that they give our brothers in, in blue and the firemen. We want that type of treatment. Many of us city workers, they, they take this job under the, the auspice of, you know, uh, fair wages, decent health care. You know, when they could, you know, HVAC could go outside the city and make twice as much money. But they, they come here for security. Now that very security in which they took the job is being infringed upon. We want to make sure that people that decide to become public servants be treated fairly. Not like something you scraped off the bottom of your shoe. Just good health care, uh, fair wages to be able to live. How can you buy a home in this city in this day and age off of these wages? Right? Right. And, and to me, it saddens me when Every time there's an issue, whether it be trash not being picked up, they're quick to blame it on the city worker. It's not the city worker. City worker does what he what he's told to do. He's told to come in at six o'clock. He come in at six o'clock. He's told to leave at four o'clock. He leave at four o'clock. We just want to make sure those things are put in place to make them feel like true public servants, not. You know, like I said before, something you scraped off the bottom of your shoe. And, and you know, the communication uh, is so important between the labor leadership and the membership. And they want to feel like, obviously, they have, you know, the ear of, of, of the, you know, the head team. Yeah. Um, what kind of priority has that been um, to, to, to stay in communication uh, to make them feel like, obviously, and, and I know this, uh, because I know the three of you are in touch with what you know, with what and who they are. One of the things we we often tell everyone, we tell all the officers, if you want us at your yard, we're there. We have an open door policy for all of our office. If any member has an issue or want to just come down and give their opinion or idea, we have an open door policy. Because I believe we're stronger together. If if you can take uh, information from anyone to build a better team. So we have open door policy and anyone that's listening in district council 33 can come down here and talk to us about issues. Uh, Omar, you, uh, you're, you've been involved in, in the community and obviously involved in coaching kids and, and, and being a big part of that. Um, it, it, so in essence, uh, you, you know, leadership and, and uh, our workers, uh, you know, they are a big part of the community. Um, and and in making the difference, talk about that from your perspective. Um, I think that it just has to be something that's just genuine um, to what you what you care about, and what you do. Um, these people that we're, we're fortunate enough to to represent, they make the job worthwhile. Um, just you know, getting to know their children, getting to know their families. You know, we know a lot of their spouses and things. While you get to you know watch children grow up and go away to college and things of that nature, it's so important that we take a, a vested interest in the lives and the families of our, our of the people that we represent because they the job that they do services this entire city like we are one community because of the job that they do and it, it, it's not enough praise and thanks that we can give it back to them well, it's it, an honor just to serve them well, yeah. well having said that the sanitation department um well you, you, you see what happens 
I mean, the, the city literally can shut down in, in a matter of, you know, hours, definitely days, you know, without the sanitation department. And, and that's a brutally difficult job. Um, and of course, uh, you know, I know all, the, all, all, you know, this is a, an, an entirely uh, essential workforce. But Frank, also, they have TV shows about about your men and women, about you. You talk about the... Um, you know, the, the parking authority for crying out loud, um, you know, the, the, to say that they're in the face of uh, and we've talked about it across the board to say they were in the face of, of uh, on the front lines is an understatement. Agreed, Joe. I mean, as far as the, the ticket writers go, um, they are out there. They've been out there. Uh, they're dealing with the public. They are uh, um, uh, keeping traffic flowing and they are, uh, I mean, they Nobody they come in touch with is a happy person. Yeah, part of their job. It's, it's what they do. Believe it's me, I've thrown do. your hand, I've thrown your name around a hundred times. It it hasn't <laughs> gotten yet. <laughs> uh, tell you what, we're going to pay some bills. We're going to have uh, more from the labor show with Jay Dot and Krause and the leadership of District Council Thirty Three after the break. Portions of tonight's edition of the Labor Show are sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ District 1201. Today's program has been pre-recorded. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause. Uh, we are here with the leadership of District Council 33, our blue-collar workers, uh, President Ernest Garrett, uh, Omar Salam, Vice President, and of course, Frank Halber, Secretary-Treasurer. Uh, gentlemen, um, certainly, you know, we've talked about, you know, the workforce and, and, uh, and who they are, and, and, and I'd love to talk about that because we want, uh, we want our, um, our listeners to understand that, you know, our, our, our labor union membership and, and our blue-collar workers are out in the communities uh, with our, 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 our labor leadership, um, you know, coaching the kids, a part of the families. That's who we are, but also working their tails off. Um, having said that, um, you know, we, we, we have um, the contract. Uh, District Council 33's contract is up with the city of Philadelphia uh, on the 30th. June 30th. Uh, let's let's talk about that a little bit. Um, first of all, uh, Ernest, if you will, um, where are we with that? Well, right now, um, we're we're. I want to say we're at. I don't want to say an impasse, but it it expires the end of this month. Um, they haven't given any signals that it's going to be a difficult contract. Um, they haven't given any signals that it's going to be a pleasant contract. But uh, if I'm speaking for the membership that put me in place, I'm saying to the city, don't test me. Don't test me. Um, They made a change and put us in these positions because they was tired of the same old rodeo. There's new new riders on the horses now. And uh, I, I, I hope that they have done their due diligence and examined the landscape and realized that um, they don't want to test us. You know, well, I would say this: if and when you retire someday, you could easily pro play pro football. I'd line you up right now. <laughs> I would feel really comfortable with you on the nose at the nose guard position for the Philadelphia Eagles. But having said that, uh, and and of course, Omar's 
Uh, you know, a legendary athlete in the city. <laughs> For crying out loud, we sure can get is. him quarterbacking. Sure and Frank, I'll get to your stats in a little while. For crying out loud, um, let's. What, what is the the membership? Right. Listen, uh, here we are. It's it's um, you know a, a couple days ahead of of uh, you know we got only got a couple days to the thirtieth, um, and you know we're still in the in the, you know we're it's it expires on the third. What happens? The moment it expires, how do we at that, at that point? Um, you know, are you just working without a contract? Uh, and what's that situation like? I'm I'm really not sure. We have uh, we're talking to our membership now to gauge uh, where they are. Um, I don't believe any of them want to work without a contract. Uh, we we went down that street before. Uh, it hasn't been a a good street to go down. Five years working with a contract, we received nothing for those five years. I don't think it's, it's just, and I don't think it would be fair to the city if they come and tell us um, that they haven't anticipated this contract expiring. Um, they knew it was going to expire because it was only a one-year extension, so they knew this day would come. Um, the federal government has sent down relief money for the cities, so um, I'm not accepting any excuses, nor do I want to hear any excuses. These people have been out there with very little PPE, not knowing if this disease, if they were going to take it home to their families. 911 operators have no separation. They work elbow to elbow. But they still came in every day, prison guards every day, sanitation workers every day, water department workers every day to provide public service for this city. So to continue to wait for equality is unacceptable. Are you get, so and 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 typically speaking, um, you know, are they communicating with you, the city, on on on? Uh, you know, it's, I mean, take to talk about the eleventh hour. Uh, you know, I, I you know I know you guys are kind of chopping as, as of now. We haven't had any communication, so mm. maybe they want to test me. Yeah, I mean, Frank, what what are your thoughts? Listen, there's a reason why we're in these seats right now, Joe. I mean. Uh, um, there was a way the city dealt with the old leadership of District Council 33, and it was a very comfortable way. 24 years of comfortableness. Them days are over. I mean, uh, I speak for these two guys here. There's a reason we're here. We're not comfortable. We're going to get the respect that our members deserve, one way or another. Um, and we're, we're all on the same page. Omar? Ernie, my guy, I feel how he feel. <laughs> what he, what, if he say go, that's where we're going. And it's interesting, I, I you know, it's uh, you know first contract negotiations. So, you know, I mean, if they're testing you, they're testing you now. And at the end of the day, um, that's really not what you want, right? I mean, you you know, no, you're, a- absolutely not. I mean, you know, no one wants to take uh, men and women out on strike. Uh, it's, it's one of the hardest calls a union leader would have to make. Sure. But at the end of the day, you know, sometimes you got to stand up if you don't want to keep being bent over. And we've been bent over for a long time. And um, to say we've been treated fairly over the last 20 years is a lie. It's a lie. I mean, our health coverage is the worst out of all the city entities. The worst. You can't find... People are dropping out of our health coverage left and right because they say you can't do nothing with it. And it's, it's because of the money that the city is contrib- uh, contribution they given to District Council 33. 
they 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 have underpaid us. Let me put it to you like this: in the last fifteen years, the city saved over forty-five million dollars dealing with District Council Thirty-Three. And and what's what's the sentiment of the members? I'm sure you guys are on the front lines. That's why you're here. Uh, you know, what, talk about that. I took out. Um, we took out some council people just to get to hear from the members firsthand. And every member, and I literally mean every member that we, we would uh, go up to their job site, the first thing they say is, we want better health care. We want better health care. We, we want better health care. And, and I'm going to ask you, if you go out here to leave the day and run into a city worker, say, hey, listen, you got a contract coming up. What do you want? And they're going to tell you. Better healthcare. Well, and and one of the things about being in the union, I'm a building trades guy. I was an iron worker for, uh, yeah, since the day it was since I was uh, 18 years old. Wow. And uh, you know, I've been out. Obviously, I retired in in the, in the late 90s. But the point is, um, the benefit of being in the union. What I what I miss being in being an active worker is the healthcare. Um, the fact that you know that that is one of the great. Um, I mean, the benefits are what it's all about. Obviously, the representation and 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 those oppor- you know those opportunities. I, I don't necessarily miss being up forty five floors in the middle of the winter. Uh, but having said that, um, you know, I was lucky to have that opportunity and have that representation. Um, we're going to go to break, and we're you know we're going to come back and and, and we're going to talk about the issues um, that you guys face. Um, in, the, in, the, in the contract negotiations. We're going to have more with the leadership of District Council 33 on the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause after the break. Portions of tonight's edition of the Labor Show are sponsored by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. Today's program has been pre recorded. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. This is J-Doc. I'm in the driver's seat for Joe Krause tonight. Um, we're having a fantastic conversation with the leadership of uh, District Council 33 uh, on this Saturday night. Certainly, um, it's the 26th. It's the 26th of June. And on the 30th, uh, the contract for our city workers is up. And, uh, you know, we're fortunate to, to, to be sitting uh, right here uh, front and center with the leadership of District Council 33, Ernest Garrett. This is a new president, Omar Salam, new vice president, and Frank Halber, the new secretary treasurer. Uh, Ernest, it's a great responsibility. It's a great responsibility um, to, to, you said we have 10,000 members in the city, uh, in the city union, uh, in District Council 33, amongst spread out, you know, in the different locals. Um, what type of responsibility do you feel to those members? And I'll ask all the guys as well, um, you know, in the, on the front lines of these contract negotiations, because that's why you're here. The sta- you know, the, 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 the status quo is no more here. I've never met more th- three more uh, all business guys in my life. But you, you tell me what your perspective is in that. How, you know, how, how responsible do you feel to each one of them? I feel very responsible. I feel... You know, if if I could say, outside of taking care of my my kids and my wife, it's the biggest responsibility I've ever had in my life. Um, I think about it every day. I think about you know making the right decisions. Um, 
it's a it's a hell of a responsibility when you look into their faces and you hear what their needs are. You know, um, they're not bad people. You know, sometimes people think that the union is just here to represent, you know, ups. But the truth is, the union is here to represent everybody that takes that pledge and decides to pay those union dues. And it's a lot of good people, a lot of good women, a lot of good men. And I want to make sure that they're being taken care of. My, my ask from the city is simple. Treat them how you want to be treated, you know. Just because you throw trash don't mean you got to be treated like trash. You know, it's good. People always say, oh, the police are the front line. Let me tell you something. Not one police officer get a call before it touches the hands of a 911 operator. Not one firefighter will run into a building unless notified by the hands of a firefighter 911 operator. I mean, people, the, the, the drinking water, everything that you utilize in this city and think it's, oh, that's not that important. It's very important because if the water department stop purifying that water, if they stop unclogging them sewers, if they stop doing all the things that they do, fixing them broken water mains and 20 and 30 degree temperature in the wintertime, then, you know, I just you got to know that there are good people in these city jobs. And you're representing them. And and uh, and certainly and, and Omar, we, we talked about uh getting out there the one thing that um the last show we had one of the one of the um one of the big things about this new leadership was getting out there and talking to the membership talking to those water department people talking to the to the prison guards talking to the 911 operators and of course uh you know the um uh you know the the, the ticket uh what are they the uh ticket writers, ticket writers. and and uh, how has that process been? Because I know you guys want to be there in, in, in front of everybody. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, and, and it's, it's them that want to have this new administration to be, be, you know, to be able to talk to them. How's that experience been? It's been great. I mean, one of the best things you can do for your people is to be present. Um, they need to see you. They need to know that you understand what they're going through. But more than that, they just know that you care. And one of the things about, you know, Frank and Ernie, if ever I need to go to a district, I want to go somewhere Ernie's never said no. If you tell him, hey, listen, man, you know, the guys want to see they want you to go out there. Sometimes he volunteers on his own. Frank is out in the streets just as much as anybody. He's out there twice a week doing all types of community service. He's going around to his districts. He's always doing things. I myself, I still try to be as, as, as visible as possible. I'm still visiting districts pretty much every day. I stop somewhere to go see my people because the best way to know what your people are going through is to keep your finger on the pulse. And just to go out there and talk to them, let them know that you understand. I mean, because the, the biggest thing that you can do is just be present. Like, not to be redundant, but you, you have to be present. You have to know what's going on. You can't never move too far away from your people. Frank, talk about what, what, what the feedback you're getting eight months in and, of course, on this new contract. Uh, well, Joe, like um, Omar talked about getting in touch with the community. I know Ernest called me into his office when we got into these positions and said, Frank, I want to give back to this community. I want you to get back, get, get some activists, and start getting back where unions once were in the community. And under his guidance, I mean, we put to put together a members' action team that, uh, on a moment's notice, we can hit a food drive, we can hit a neighborhood cleanup, because District Council 33 members are a uh, 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 city. We live in a city. We're city dwellers. We're wage. Uh, 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 we're the way a big group of wage earners here. Uh, the tax base. We are the coaches. 
We are the, uh, the person you see in church. We are the community. So, uh, I mean, and, and Ernie realizes that. And we, we did a great job. We've been doing a great job with the members' action as far as getting into every part of this city on a weekly basis and, and showing people we're here. We're part of this community. We're just not a city worker. We're part of this community. You know, uh, Ernest, it's such a high-profile union. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're front and center, front-page news. Okay, this hopefully, you know, obviously, you know, with, with your leadership here, you guys are going to, um, you know, obviously, and I know you're going to, you're going to secure a great contract for your members, but you know everything you do. You knew when you got into this job, it wasn't going to be, you know, you, you know, every move you make, you're on the front front cover of, of a newspaper. Um, what's it? What's the difference in in representing, uh, you know, and being the you know uh, the top guy in the top team here? Um, when you're doing it on the front page of the Daily News, rather than when you're representing a local. Hey, listen, you know when you do things from the heart and the right way. You don't care who's watching. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Um, one of the conversations that I had with both of these guys early on before we decided to run was where they were here. You know what I mean? You're pointing to your heart, by the way. Just exactly. Right. In, in, in your heart. If you if you trying to run for these positions for money, then you ain't in it. That's not what I'm about. Right. You know, we all had similar goals and wanting to see fairness. Because the, the reality is... All of us could have, they could have said, Ern, you crazy as hell. But Frank decided to step out on the limb. Omar decided to step out on the limb. Because we want, we want all of our membership to feel the way we felt. And there was a disconnect under the last leadership. He was afraid to go in front of those papers. You know, I know you got to watch what you say to the papers. But if the papers want to see me, let's have it. Because I ain't stealing nothing. I don't want to steal nothing, and I want to make sure that the members be treated fairly. So anything in this building, I tell everybody is an open book. You want to see it? Come on down. You know. And 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 having said that, and 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 sometimes that's what happens when leadership uh, stays on too long. Yeah, too long. I mean, they you know they they lose that uh, particular edge. Pete, uh, you know, had a great reputation for so many decades. He did a lot of great things, but sometimes you know it's it's time to go, yeah. and it, and and uh, sometimes you need to be nudged. Um, having said that, um, there there are issues. Uh, there are issues that you know that are on on you know that are in front of you when it comes to the contracts. I want to start with some of those issues now, mm-hmm. or, or you know, going to get to a break in in in, a, in about a minute or so. But talk about uh, what's on the table and, and what are the negotiating points. Um, you know, the the issues are simple. We just want fairness, and and I know I've said that several times, but uh, we just want fair treatment when it comes to health care. Um, we want, um, you know, everything in our proposal is already given to a city employee, right? Just not a 33 employee, right? So we're not asking for anything that no other city union doesn't currently have. You know what I mean? So there's no way, in other words, it's, it, it's not, you don't, you don't have contract negotiations in regards to money and dollars and cents on this contract? Yes, yes, absolutely. We want fair wage increase. You know what I mean? So sure. we're asking for a percentage raise, but fair. You know what I mean? But most of the things we're asking for are in line with what they already give, you know, whether it be police, fire, 47, um, non-reps. You know what I mean? So we're just asking to be – see, we're so far behind. We can ask what they for what they already give 
and and our membership would be ecstatic just to catch up. Right. You understand what I'm sure. saying? Absolutely. So so we're not we're not trying to break the bank. We're just asking for equal treatment. Absolutely. Well, having said that, um, let's go to break, and then you know we're going to come back and you know for the last segment and and talk about. Um, not only the, the the issues, but also what we want the you know what what we want the city to know, um, what you want the city to know about. You know, we're getting into the eleventh hour now. We got four days left. We got ten thousand members that are essential workers on the front lines in in all of our lives. Like, listen, I'm a citizen of Philadelphia. I live in Philadelphia, um, and uh, God forbid, like you said, Ernest. Um, God forbid if that if the trash isn't picked up even one week. But let's take it, uh, you know, uh, you know, if, if the water, you know, something happens, our lives get turned upside down. Uh, we're going to have more from the Labor Show on Jay Dot and Krause and the leadership of District Council 33 after the break. Portions of tonight's edition of the Labor Show are sponsored by IATSE Local 8, District 1199C, and News Guild 10. Today's program has been pre-recorded. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Labor Show with Jay Dot and Krause on Talk Radio 1210. Uh, we have a fantastic conversation here with the leadership of District Council uh, 33, President Ernest, Gow, uh, Ernest Garrett, uh, Vice President Omar Salam, and of course, uh, Secretary Treasurer uh, Frank Halber. Uh, we got negotiations uh, of the contract coming up. Uh, you'll read it. You'll, you'll read it on page one of the news. Uh, certainly, uh, you know we've had historic negotiations when it comes to our blue collar workers union, and it's an ascent, not only essential, but we know. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a resident of Philadelphia, have been my entire life, and uh, you, you said it, Omar. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that you know, with, with when when we talk about these particular services. Um, the, those things that we take for granted on a daily basis. Um, you missed one one week without them, and each one of us have a problem. And by the way, that's just the way it is. You know, we're not sitting here talking about something that's not reality. We're not talking about exaggeration. It is. Everybody's out there knows the trash doesn't get picked up one week. Okay, you know, okay, you live with two weeks, and the world's coming to an end. Three weeks, and you're looking, you know, for the realtor, you know, to sell to sell the, uh, you know, the house. Having said that, um, Ernest, what do you want the, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, being in the 11th hour and, you know, this is, you know, this is, you've been in a sense groomed for this position uh, by your experience, you know, how long have you been a labor leader? Uh, on a council level, five years, but involved in the trenches, yeah. 16 years. Okay. So you've been thinking about this, you know, I mean, and, and, and preparing. Uh, Absolutely. Um, what do you want the city to know, um, I, you know, and your members to know as we, as we get into the 11th hour? So, you know, I'm a student of war. And you have to have an army behind you. And I think the city understands that I didn't become district council president without having an army behind me. Um, over the years, I built up an army of men that, you know, if anybody look at the numbers, we beat Mr. Matthews two to one. That's an army, you know. And that's also without everybody having the opportunity to participate in the election process. So I got an army that's ready. It's and not what you, it's not, it's not your, it's not what you want. No. In other words, you, you know, you. It's, it's not what I want, right? But it's an, it's a, it's the only thing that a labor leader has in his toolbox uh, 
Solidarity. That's it. Solidarity. And um, if called upon to do what they have to do to feed their families and to be treated equal, then they're going to do what they have to do. Um, I, I surely would like the city to know that you have a better chance at sitting down and negotiating with me fairly and honestly and give the people. I'm not, I tell them I'm never going to ask for Mercedes Benzes for all of my members. I'm just going to ask for what's needed, what you are already providing to other city workers. And if we can sit down, um, they will have a smooth contract negotiations. That's what I hope for, you know. Omar? You know, what you're in, uh, you know, I, I know uh, just by our, your disposition, you have uh, Ernest back. Uh, and, and uh, what, you know, what are you, you're, you're out there, you know, you're out there on the front lines talking to all the workers. Um, what do you anticipate? I don't want to speak too much into the future. I mean, I hope this gets worked out fairly quickly think, in the right way. But that's something we're going to have to see. Um, I'm just a, a firm believer that in order to live in peace, you got to be willing to live without it sometimes. So whatever happens. Frank? Uh, I've been waiting for these guys to come. I've been, I mean, I've been an officer. Of, I guess I'm, I'm the oldest one here. Uh, and I've been through uh, two negotiations with the city, two parking authority, and two, two with the uh, prisons. I've been waiting for Omar and Ernie to come along here. I believe in these guys, and I, I know I know in my heart and my head it was time for a change. And again, uh, we just want fairness here. But uh, um, I don't know how the hell. We ain't no punks either, and, uh, and, that, and, that's, and that's why we're here. We're here because people believe in us. Uh, we're blue-collar guys, and all we're looking for is fairness. Uh, and not only for our members, but our members' children, our members' families, as far as health care goes and all that. Yeah, families matter. We've got about 26,000, I believe, Ernest is something like that, about 26,000 dependents on our health and welfare, too. It's important. It's important that, I mean, we always say, um, should, a, should a police officer's kid have better health care than a sanitation worker's kid? Heck no, they shouldn't. Heck no, they shouldn't. They should have the same benefits. Uh, I mean, there are kids, and and that's what we're fighting for. Equality. Equality, Equality. absolutely. Yep. Now, in your contract, there's so many different locals. Is there different collective bargaining agreements for each one of the locals, or is it one big contract? How does that work, Ernest? So we represent um, the 15 locals. Some of them have um, arbitration for certain issues, like our correctional officers. They have arbitration for everything, but we negotiate their health care. So in all of the 15 locals, we negotiate their health care. And, 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 and go ahead, Frank. Well, I'd like to add, like I've, I said, I've been through a, a few contracts here. And uh, for the most part, they were basically generic citywide. This is the first time under President Garrett's leadership that almost every local has, uh, uh, we're addressing their issues at a local level because one local, a water department might have issues that are different than sanitation, right. so to speak. And this is the first time I've seen a president come in here and say, listen, we're not going to be generic here. you got certain issues, we're going to address them issues. And uh, I, 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 I think it's a wonderful thing the way he's been going about this. And, and have you been, in, I mean, obviously I'm going to take a shot at this, but you've been in touch with the, the, with the presidents of the different locals. Yes, uh, we and, meet. Yep. And, 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 and what are the sentiments there? Everybody seems on board. Everybody's on board. I mean, everybody had the same opportunity to put forth 
what it is they wanted for their specific locals and we com- condensed them all you know to one master local ask I mean council ask excuse me and um, so far so good we just waiting for the city so we can sit down and um, at what point will that happen because you're literally I mean here we are Saturday night and we're talking Sunday night like Tuesday or Wednesday what, I'm, I'm hopeful for uh, early early next week I'm hopeful for early next week and, that, and that's all I can listen my phone call my phone is on and I'm just waiting on their call got it yeah. uh, well Having said that, you know, we come to the uh, the end of the fastest hour in radio. Uh, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure having the three is here. Uh, President Garrett, awesome. Couldn't wait to meet you. Got that picture, that big, the picture of the three is. And I could say that the future of labor here in Philadelphia is represented well. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm uh, extremely hopeful. Uh, and, and, and with you guys all the way in this contract negotiation, the 10,000 members and their family members are in good hands. Um, as we uh, come to, you know, uh, an ending here, uh, I'm going to leave the last minute to uh, President Garrett. Um, what do you want the members uh, and, and the listeners, uh, you know, to know? You have a, a minute to go. You, you know, you got a big uh, negotiation coming up. I just want the you know the listeners to know that um, that the city workers are mothers and fathers, neighbors, friends. That we are Philadelphians. You know that we live here. We um, you know we we choose to be public servants. You know no one forced us to become sanitation workers. No one forced us to be correctional officers. No one forced us into these jobs. We choose to be public servants, and um, we put our lives on the line. You know, um, even when you don't see it, you know, um, some people see an image that is put out there by certain media outlets that we all bums and <laughs> all alcoholics. Or, nah, we, we human beings, you know. There's a select few that's not doing what they're supposed to do. And those few aren't wanted. I mean, in every, in every I don't care who you are, in every, in every situation, there's some bad eggs, but, you know, like you said, we have an overwhelming, absolutely, I mean, an awesome uh, workforce here, and, and without it, this, you know, literally, the, the, the city, the city stops. Absolutely, and, and that's all of, that, that is what, the only thing we're asking, we're asking to be recognized as public servants, and to be treated as such. You know, we wear a uniform, just like any other uh, entity, we do as much as any other entity in the city, and we want to be treated fairly, you know. And um, and and if you know, there, and obviously it's not what you want, but you know, a, a strike is not what you want. But if it got that far, not out of the question. No other tools in the toolbox. I don't know. I've watched for years them try other tactics. You know, um, unions sometimes have to take a stance. You know what I mean? And uh, if we have to take a stand, we have to take a stand. I hope that they are intelligent enough to recognize that I and and, and the team here would like a, a smooth transition to just simply be treated fairly. I really don't even think they need me. All they have to do is look at what they're currently giving us, and they can make this decision on their own. Equitable health care, equitable raises. I mean, these guys work through a pandemic. You know what I mean? You, you attract... I mean, I could go on and on and on about the jobs. I just want people to realize, you know, we just want to be treated fairly. 
Um, we could have took the low road. You know how many people went and, and joined and took unemployment? You know what I mean? Sure. You know, none of us did that. We all decided to continue coming in. Um, you know how many people we've lost to the murder rate in Philadelphia? No other job has lost many as many children and loved ones to the murder rate in Philadelphia as DC 33 members. No other job, no other employer in the city of Philadelphia has lost as many people as we have to COVID-19. I mean, we, we gave the ultimate sacrifice. So I'm just asking them to treat us fairly. That's all. All right. Well, I can say it, it can't be said uh, any better than that, sir. And uh, uh, Ernest Garrett, President, District Council 33. Omar Salam, Vice President, District Council 33. And Frank Halber, Secretary Treasurer uh, of District Council 33, comprising our, our leadership here in the city of Philadelphia, our blue-collar union. Uh, I want to thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, you know, for being thank on you the for having us. Absolutely. Uh, your members are, are represented incredibly well. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. Of course, we have the John Doherty Hour coming up after the break. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Labor Show with Jay Dock and Krause. I want to thank our leadership here at District Council 33. For everyone here, we'll talk to you right after the break. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communication Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre recorded.